Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Angry Environmentalist. If you're new, I'm so happy to have you here. And if you're a familiar face, I'm so glad you're back. So this episode is going to be about New Year's as New Year's is quickly approaching. And I want to focus on the good of the year, the bad of the year, and making a resolution. So obviously we hear a lot of the times the bad parts about what's happening with the climate change. And I think it is important to 95% of the time focus on the bad because that helps us to want to get up and continue to work and not be complacent. But I think it's also important for some people who have anxiety or climate anxiety like I do is to also look at the good things that are happening to make sure that we don't get so anxious that we don't do anything. So to start us off, I will be talking about the bad parts of what happened in 2021 with in regards to climate change. So let me start off. The first one I'm going to bring up is the IPCC's sixth assessment. The IPCC is the International Panel on Climate Change, and they're basically that big group that just focuses on putting these assessments out and trying to get the latest climate change information. In the report, they talked about how we are in a code red for humanity, basically saying we're in a very dangerous spot when it comes to climate change. We are at the part where if we don't do anything, we will see the most disastrous impacts in our lifetime. Not the most, but we will see disastrous impacts. We already are. And it will continue to worsen if we don't start cutting emissions now, drastically. In the IPCC's report, there it's about eight years of research, and there's about 14,000 scientific papers that are included in it. So it's basically a huge consensus among thousands of climate scientists and scientists. So that to me is scary because it's a consensus where a lot of people are saying it, not just a few and we're not saying, oh, look at these scientists, they're biased. There's many of them now. So the fact that all these people are agreeing shows us that this is the case. This is what's happening. Again, I'm not going to focus too much on it. I really do want to bring in somebody who helped with authoring it. Again, many, many people. So I hopefully will find one person, one or two, maybe a few. I'd rather a few to get a few different opinions or scientific background and scientific knowledge. The next is the Paris Agreement. In the agreement, they said we want to reduce greenhouse gas emissions so significantly that we keep temperature rise above 2 degrees Celsius by 2100. Wow, that's a weird word to say. And ideally under 1.5. We are already at 1.2 degrees of warming. So we have to drastically start cutting emissions now if we want to actually get to this goal. And they basically said that the last year's report, or 2015's report, would not get us anywhere close to those numbers. So, again, also the Paris Agreement, there's no real repercussions for not compl- like complying with the, rule, with the rules, I'm doing can quotes, with the agreements. And it's voluntary. So, again, there's no repercussions. And in the past, world leaders, again, one example is world leaders have pledged to stop deforestation and now like over 100 pledged to stop deforestation by 2030. But this, 
I need to see it. I need to see action before I'm actually with hopes with that. Because everyone's like, oh, look at that. But I hope it's not greenwashing. And greenwashing, in summary, is basically just, you know, if you go to the store and there's a leaf, a green leaf on a logo, oh, it must be environmentally friendly. You know, no, <laughs> it's, it's greenwashing. Mo most of the time, not all the time, but it's greenwashing. So things like that, and obviously greenwashing encompasses what way more intense things as well but those are just a small example that's just a small example in 2021 we've also seen record heat waves record floods and record wildfires really just record natural disasters there when i say records more intense longer and just more devastating the impacts are way more devastating we're having very wet seasons and very dry seasons, and those will intensify, and that the IPCC said that as well. We've had a few examples, are Hurricane Ida, recently in the Midwest, I believe? Midwest and the Southeast, sorry, I had it written down. Um, right now, it's usually a very quiet season in December, but they had a really destructive tornado, a, real, a, a few really destructive tornadoes, and changing weather is a result of this, and changing weather patterns. The western USA is facing severe droughts, which shows how climate change is not just impacting people directly, but it's also impacting water and food supplies. And California actually saw its worst drought in its state's 126-year record. So that's insane to me. And we're beginning to see how environmental justice is playing a role in climate change and how it's way more intense than we thought. And people in, uh, in countries who don't have the right infrastructure to support these droughts and losing agriculture, a year's worth of farming and agriculture, how they're impacted. And, you know, in the United States, we think, oh, well, we'll we, there's more water. We can get more water from here and here. And we have plenty of food in here and here. We waste so much food and water. But we're going to start feeling that impact. But people are already feeling that impact. There are so many people around the world that are already feeling that. And just because we don't directly see it or feel it right now doesn't mean it's not coming and it doesn't mean people aren't already experiencing that. So it's a time we open our eyes to those issues. And I think this year was a big eye-opener of that. Another one is it also rained for the first time at the summit of Greenland. And scientists are saying, and a report, a recent report showed that between the years of 2060 and 2070, the Arctic will have more rain than snow. And I don't even need to get into how horrible that is. I do want to have people who study glaciers and more specifically the Arctic come in onto the podcast and do a little episode because I'm not really too knowledgeable on the Arctic and glaciers. So we'll have someone come in hopefully and discuss that. But now with the bad, obviously that's not comprehensive. Those are just the ones that kind of stood out to me. And there's so much more bad that has happened. I hate to say that, but even though there's more bad things that have happened, more examples, those are kind of the big heavy hitter ones. You know, the Arctic melting, sea level rise is encompassed in that. Um, then you have warming trends and weather patterns and all this stuff. So a lot was covered in it. Again, there's way more. So let's not go through every example because we'll be here forever. But now let's get into the good. With all the bad, there are also good things that are happening. 
2021, the U.S. rejoined the Paris Agreement, which is super amazing. I think that was a big win. Again, it's a big win only if we make it a big win and if we continue on with making these agreements and we stick to them. Another example is the International Energy Agency said that if all promises are kept in this agreement, the world would warm 1.8 degrees Celsius. This is a source is the grist, but you know, that's great if we keep to the promises. Within that, within the Paris Agreement, India, which is the fourth highest polluter, pledged to zero out emissions by 2070. That would be amazing. That would be a huge win for us. Again, we kind of need this stuff sooner, but that pledge and hopefully sticking to that will be very beneficial to us. Another thing in 2021 is there have been landmark cases with climate change being the reason these court cases are in process. But a landmark case in the Netherlands found that Shell is responsible for its emissions and that they must cut their emissions by 45% by 2030. And that might not sound like a huge win, but that is huge. That, and that's just an example case. You know, that will be an example for other organizations and other companies like Shell that you're responsible now. You're responsible for your emissions. And if you get found guilty of that, you have to pay a consequence, whether that be monetary or whether that be cutting your emissions. And I think monetary, I mean, I think cutting your emissions is where we need to go and where we need to be having these consequences. Young people are also taking action everywhere. Native American groups are fighting for pipelines to be closed and to not be built. Their Native American groups have been fighting, and just Native groups in general, have been fighting for their land forever. Well, since colonization. So having more light be shed on them, on, on, their, on these groups, and having more media coverage, hopefully they will get the justice they deserve way sooner. We also have six youth activists in Brazil that basically went to their government and were like, you're violating the Paris Agreement and the obligations. So people standing up, young people standing up to governments and politicians is super amazing because I feel like the youth, we have the most passion because we will be the ones who are the most impacted by climate change. Again, everyone will be impacted. We're all impacted right now, but we statistically will have the longer lives to live and we'll be here longer. So we need to be the most active and people oftentimes listen to the youth when they come together. There have also been over 1,800 court cases surrounding climate change filed worldwide. So again, this is showing how people are starting to take climate change as something that you can sue over and something that you can file for. So hopefully this continues to rise and hopefully we start to get justice. Now on to renewable energy. In 2021, we saw a record for renewable energy and it's projected that renewable energy will overtake fossil fuel energy by 2026 which is super amazing. I did not know this until I saw that statistic recently. And that just makes me overjoyed because this is something that we should have done so long ago since we have that technology to do it. So love that. The next one is one of my favorites because it is woman-centered, but 
Women in Kenya have actually started an organization where they plant and restore mangroves. And mangroves are a critical habitat for many species. But not only that, but they're great at carbon sequestering. They're so great that they can sequester about four times more carbon than their terrestrial counterparts. So, wow. Did not know any of this either. I just thought mangroves were great at blood control and sea level rise and all this stuff. But wow, four times more carbon. That's insane to me. That's super insane to me. And I would never have guessed that in a million years. So what these women are doing is super, super amazing. And I hope that their organization continues to grow and continues to get funded. I don't want to butcher the name of the organization because I cannot pronounce it and I do not want to butcher her name, but if I am pronouncing it correctly, Zolfa Hassan is the name of the woman who started this. And if you look her up and look up an article by the Nature Conservancy and look up mangroves and the woman in Kenya, I'm sure you'll find it. And I suggest that you go and read about them and support them however you can. And lastly, the last good news I'm going to be bringing up in today's podcast is the Great Barrier Reef. The Great Barrier Reef actually saw some recovery this year. Again, this is not a sign to say, oh, we did it. We can stop now. No, it's a sign to say we can see growth and improvement if we just work together and cut emissions and work to protect our planet. So those are the examples that I wanted to bring up today and talk about in the wrap-up of 2021. Again, this is not the whole entire list of all of the good and the bad of the year. There are way more examples if you look online and stuff. I just wanted to bring up the most prominent ones that stood out to me. And I kind of wanted to be known that we have the power to change the world in 2022. And I know it sounds so corny, but we do. We can be the heroes of our own story. We can do that by starting now. And examples that we can of how we can do that individually is we can all be advocates. You can join advocacy groups. You can join environmental advocacy groups, to be more specific. You can join environmental groups that do citizen science and participate in citizen science. You can do things like go electric or start making those transition to electric things, like electric vehicles or renewable energy, all these types of things. You can make eco-friendly switches, like instead of using plastic toothpaste containers, you can go and get tablets, or you can use bamboo toothbrushes, or you can stop using plastic water bottles when you can, because I know that also becomes kind of an environmental issue when you don't have good water supplies, but when you can make these switches, make them. Petition your local, state, and federal governments. Those are a big one. Start by, I would suggest start by joining an organization that does that and help them and support them. You can also start petitions as well. But try to get with people and get together with a bunch of people because that will have the greatest impact. The more people, the merrier. And it just shows unity as well. IPC said if we start cutting emissions now, we can change our fate. And I believe science, and I believe in scientists, so let's work together and save the planet. I'm totally being serious when I say this 100%, like we can do this, and I am encouraged, and I am inspired by everybody I meet every day who tells me what they do about the environment, and I'm surrounded by such amazing people, 
I'm surrounded in such an amazing university that has such knowledgeable professors and meeting these researchers, I'm just ecstatic and I, I hope 2022 serves us just as good and that we continue to make these goals and continue to fight for our planet and for humanity and wildlife. So now, getting towards the end of the episode, I want to do something a little different and a little special for this episode. So I'm asking you guys, I'm asking everyone, what are your New Year's resolutions? What are your New Year's environmental resolutions, to be more specific? And I want to hear, so please go on to, if you want to participate, go on to my Instagram, which is angry underscore environmentalist, follow, and on the latest post, about New Year's, my New Year's resolution episode, write your resolution down, write your environmental resolution down. And at the end of the week, which will be, so when is New Year's? New Year's is Saturday, I think. The end of the next week, so not that next, not the Sunday right after, the next Sunday, the following Sunday, I will randomly select one comment and one resolution and donate $5 to an environmental organization of your choice. Again, I will have to approve the organization and do my research on the organization, but I think this is a great way to start the New Year's, not only for myself, but for everybody and to show that we can start donating, we can start, and if you can't donate, we can start acting and participating in climate change research, in making these daily switches, in doing whatever we can and whatever individually we can and personally we can do to help the planet and ourselves. So an example of some resolutions that I have this coming year is no fast fashion shopping. So if you need to know what fast fashion is, go on to one of my episode, my previous episodes where I discuss fast fashion and what it is. So that's something I think we can all easily cut out because fast fashion is an environmental injustice issue as well for people who are making those garments that are so cheap to make. I'm also going to do no chemical cleaners, so I won't be using Lysol and all this stuff. I'm going to be making my own cleaners, which I think in the long run will end up saving me money because we all know how fast we can go through a bottle of Lysol, but if you buy a huge thing of vinegar and mix it with these solutions, with these natural solutions, you can save money and use a rag instead of paper towels, all these things, I think it will end up saving me. No plastic water bottles. This year, personally, I only used four. I counted, yes, I'm crazy, but but trying to limit it to none. I want to grow my podcast and have more of an active voice in local government surrounding climate change. So I wanna be, I learned in this semester of grad school, I learned a lot about policy making, So I want to try to actually put to use my knowledge. (laughs) I I want to put my knowledge to use. I want to put use to my knowledge. Wow, that made great sense. But (laughs) I want to put my knowledge to use and actually start doing good for the environment in terms of policy and government. But going back to grow my podcast, I do really want to grow the podcast this year. So if you can help out with that by sharing it, or by liking it or following, that'd be super awesome. Also leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, that'd be amazing. I also wanna try to only buy local produce. That will be hard because again, I am a college student, so sometimes local produce is more expensive, 
but if I can't buy local, I want to go for the no waste options, the ones that aren't wrapped in plastic, try to go for those produce that are just in their own form, you know, not getting bananas that are in a plastic wrap or not getting avocados in those mesh. Trying to go as much waste-free with my produce as I can, I can shop local. And lastly, I want to start my thesis and get that rolling because I'm super excited about it. I don't really want to say what my thesis is yet because, again, I said this in a previous episode, I want it to be a surprise and it also could be changing depending on funding, so I will keep that zipped for now. But those are just examples of what I'm doing. I encourage everybody to make their own and also to, if you want to use some of these, anyone could use, you could use all of them, I don't care, but try to make some for your own too and say, okay, I want to volunteer for my local environmental agency once a month or I'm going to donate a dollar once a month or whatever you can do. Don't feel like pressured to donate because I feel like that's the thing that's pushed out a lot and some people can't afford that. So don't feel pressured to only donate. There's so many other things you can do. So with all of this being said, I wish everybody a very happy new year. And I can't wait for this coming year and to hear all of your resolutions. And I can't wait to see where this podcast goes and where we are in 2022 with the environment and what we do and how we can change the world. So again, remember to stay angry and go create change. And let's change the world in 2022.